Oh shit, we don't have a theme song. Oh shit, you're right. What are we gonna do? I don't know. Like, do we get, do we have time to buy something? No, no. We just we just have to riff. We're gonna no, just riff, riff it. Oh shit, it's the nostalgic front. A podcast from Patrick and Reem. We like movies, TV, and games. Junk food, juice boxes, forgotten things. Oh wow, that was that was adequate. Yeah, that was like pretty good. Yeah, are we just gonna use it for every episode? I think I think we should. I think we have to. Thank you for listening to the new, new Nostalgic Front. I'm Patrick Hasty, and I am Brandon Reem. How is it going, Brandon? Holy shit, Patrick! What? It's a new week. Yeah. It's a new month. It's a newfound glory. It's a new podcast. Yeah. And I got to say, uh-huh, baby, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to say it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going fantastic. Hey, I love new. Love it. Yeah. You love new stuff. Change, baby. But you know what else you like? Old stuff, which is pretty oh, much the whole yeah, premise of the whole I do. thing. Oh, man. You been up to any old I stuff? I like it all. You been up to any old stuff? Yeah. Tell me. Yeah, baby. Say it. I've been up to new old stuff. Yeah. And now, as a result, I'm going back to old old stuff but uh goddamn really enjoying uh picard damn i still haven't watched it oh you gotta get so that here's CBS the all access here's the thing your your cbs isn't all access you just got regular access i had cbs all access when discovery season two finished so i could mm-hmm. watch the first two seasons mm-hmm. and i just got an email that said if i sign up by december 31st i or january 31st i can get a free month of picard but that's not enough time to watch all the episodes so instead, yeah. I'm just going to wait till Picard is done, yep. and then I'm just going to pay way for to do it for it, a man. month. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I really want to watch all the Picard. I don't think anything's really spoilery. I don't. I've on Twitter, I I muted the word yeah. Picard because I didn't want anything to. That's be That's a good call. That's yeah. a good call. It's good um, so far. But you're though. liking it. Yeah, yeah. I really you... like the first episode. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to see. Uh, I kept thinking about it afterwards. So I want to see. I don't really Ooh. get that after out of pilots. Yeah. Well, he's more of a captain. But uh, wait, that's yeah. Sean Connery. That's that wasn't not, bad though. But that's they're a good both Sean Scottish, Connery. right? I mean, they're both men. Yeah, you know. Uh huh. Uh, that's cool. I like that you're watching that. I so of course, after watching a couple episodes or one episode of Picard, yeah, I uh, just started. I just dropped myself right in the middle of season at the beginning of season three of TNG. Oh, cool. You yeah, know? that's good. Yeah, uh, because it was right before bedtime. Uh huh. And I wanted to watch something. Mm-hmm. And Star Trek's perfect. Mm-hmm. 9 p.m. Star Trek. Yeah. I've been going to sleep. I, I grew up going to sleep to that. Did you miss your bottom lip with your seltzer there? I did it on purpose. You didn't react. It's, uh, it's, oh, that was our old bit. Yeah. Remember that bit we used to do? <laughs> I did. Oh, man. For the listener, I just spit water all over my fucking face and he didn't even flinch. He nope. just thought I was having a moment. Well, we just, yeah, I did. I was like, oh. Uh-oh, Patrick's yeah, going down. He's got that palsy. Uh, do you uh, always go, is that your fa- preferred flavor of seltzer? Well, I don't know. Or is I, I it think all that they have over there? We've talked about this on, on the, the show. Air? Shit. Probably. No, I don't know if we have. Dude, I was going through our episode list and I didn't remember fucking half of them. So. Yeah, buddy. I don't know. Uh, seltzer, I was never into it. Seltzer, I don't even know her. I was never into it. I couldn't, didn't like it. Mm -hmm. And then slowly over the last few months, I've forced myself to get into it. And this, I've got to the point now where a lemon lime seltzer, I love it. It, or Schweppes at least. It tastes like Sprite. I feel like I'm drinking Sprite, which is what I wanted from it. Wait until you try Sprite now. Oh, I would not. I, it would kill me. But (laughs) you know what we got? I got Stacy for Christmas. We got a, um, soda stream again. Uh And so I'm got, I got to get the lemon flavor that's not sugar, sugary so I can make a lemon seltzer at home. Like I can still drink. Colas, yeah, and stuff like that. 
but your sprites and your seven ups yeah. after drinking way too much seltzer for a couple of years yeah. living in New York, it tastes like um uh syrup. You know the you know the SNL commercial, fake commercial for crystal clear gravy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's, That's what, what it, it tastes like. like. That's funny. What I would imagine crystal. Uh you know you know we're at we're right now as we're beginning of February, I still have had no sugar. How do you spell that? F F E B R U A R Y. You know, uh, nobody statistically spelled February correct until autocorrect came along. Buddy, I got a whole sketch written about it. But really? Baby, we'll shoot it. Let's shoot okay. it. Okay. It's great. Um, February is why people started abbreviating months. Yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> that motherfucker's not oh. doing any favors. Tomorrow? To- yeah, right. More like today. I'm not spelling that word out. Tomorrow is Wednesday in February. <laughs> I couldn't spell that. Whoa. I think shit. Do you know this is a leap year? Didn't I? Yep, that's exciting. Uh, somebody reached out to me. Oh boy! A friend of the friend of the show, David Twighty, reached out to me about a concert he was thinking of going to, and he told me it's in February. And I was like, "Cool, when is it?" And he said, "February 29th. And I literally was like, "Are you fucking with me?" Yeah. Is this like the parties at your mom's house? You know? It'd be dope if we just uh, skipped a li- leap year and had a February 30th one year. Do it. I'm gonna mail Let's somebody. Talk to I don't know who to mail the Gregorians. Probably. Oh, <laughs> August. What about you? Are you up to any old Are you shit? doing that joke on stage still? <laughs> yeah, Do know. it when you host in Massachusetts. Uh, okay. They'll love it. Um, old stuff. Okay, well, ironically, I've been just kind of doing this thing I like where um, I just run the original series, Star Trek, the original series, and just watch a random episode it's from any time. Yeah. It does a lot. It hits a lot of posts for me where it's like it's uh, nostalgic. Mm-hmm. I like Star Trek and all that stuff. But it also reminds me of being a kid, and that's the thing I would watch every once so in a while. Colorful too. Weird actors would show Rid- up that were yeah. on like Guns and or uh, Dude, Gunsmoke or the, uh, the Doctor Kelso from Scrubs. Yeah, first um, episode of TNG, TNG I watched the other night showed up, mm-hmm. and he's like the exact same character. Yeah, he's great. He's like a cheeky asshole. Yeah, like Doctor on the Enterprise. You know, he's on uh, also Wesley's. He's on also on the he fucking sucks. the Abyss, which I watched not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's you got to feel bad for Will Wheaton. Yeah. Because uh, it's like the remakes of mm-hmm. old Star Trek. So, you know, they're dealing with uh, better resolution mm-hmm. on old stuff. And you can really see his acne yeah. popping off. Uh, Good. I, we got to hurry up and get out of this. I do want to say, okay, so what I'll say right before we get back is two things. One, when I was in Pittsburgh last week, I forgot to mention this, uh, you know, because the way we recorded mm-hmm. it hadn't happened yet. Uh, two and I first come out, my buddy Nick who is a big fan of the show, uh, listens to the show. And Brandon Jackson, great stand-up in Pittsburgh, he listens to the show, had a very surreal experience where we're sitting at a table and we're talking about vegetarianism and everything like that. And Nick goes, well, you broke vegetarian when you ate that cookie with all the ants on it. And Gideon's like, what? And then Brandon's like, yeah, there was a cookie in the room and he ate it during the show and Reem was mad. So rules. those two knew that story. That was very cool. And then another thing that I'll tell you, you know that game we played I, on sometimes where we'll play an episode and the guest and neither of us know yeah. it is? Gideon is like amazing at that. We played it for like an hour because on the way back, uh, yeah. Kobe, O'Brien, pa- Kobe, Kobe O'Brien. Kobe Bryant passed away and the car was kind the, of a uh, heavy classic car. Classic Irish basketball player. Yeah. It was really bad. It was very sad in the car. So we were, yeah. we were, on, we were playing that game for uh, maybe like 30, 40 minutes. He he got all but maybe two. He guessed one wrong that was like so on. Like 
I don't remember who it was, but like he said Ashley Hamilton and it wasn't, but it's like, that sounds just like Ashley Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And then when I did do Ashley Hamilton, he was like, oh yeah, that's Ashley Hamilton. He just has like a really good ear for wow. guests. It was crazy. Uh, so that was really, exper- uh, really cool. Um, but yeah, so other than that, that's fantastic. Uh, so what's it? We take a break. Yes. Bring in our guest. Okay. Found good. Did I say found good? You did. Earth wasn't created in seven days. There are some things man will never improve on. Don't take what you're given. Why can't we be cleaner? We're hungry for something different. Crystal gravy. You've never seen a gravy like this. And we're, and we're back. back. Ooh, Ooh, what a, a good commercial. commercial. It was a great commercial. It was a good. No real money, though. Uh-uh. Fuck money. Fake money. You know, money's not real anyway. Thank man. you. It's just like this thing that everybody agrees upon. That's right. Speaking but of I it, don't agree with it. No, but speaking of a thing everybody agrees on, we have a great guest today. Absolutely everybody agrees we do. on that. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Uh, now, she's a fantastic stand-up comedian uh, and writer who you might have seen her work in The Weekly Humorist and The Belladonna. Uh, she's performed stand-up comedy all around God's country uh, at the Floodwater Comedy Festival hey, in Iowa City. I'm an alum. And uh, Gilda's Laugh Fest uh, in, uh, I think, Michigan, maybe. Uh, she also is currently working on a very secret, uh, top-secret uh, live stand-up comedy show that's called Spin the Bottle. So we'll look for that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, get crazy for our best friend, Blair Dawson. So excited to be on the nostalgic front and because I am really going through a nostalgic phase right now. Good. We know we talked a little before the show. Yes. First off, I want to touch out you've been sick. Yes. But you're feeling better. Feeling better. Getting but what do you it? do when you're sick with the flu? You watch old stuff. Movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. So what was your well first off, you had the flu, you say. Yes. Okay, so then what were you watching? What like what pairs well with the flu? Well, I got um a Cinemax free trial. For so sure. went on that Amazon Prime, you know. You watch a lot of red shoe diaries and stuff like that, right? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, were, that was what we watched as porn when I was a kid. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I watched the eight whatever was on HBO. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. um oh uh there there my fr- the first porn that I watched was on this. Wait, um, are you talking day. about last week when you were sick? Yes. <laughs> um <laughs> Newgrounds. I don't know if you guys know. Yeah. Yeah. Newgrounds because um, the website yes yeah where you would play video games but then okay. also there was porn yeah yeah they yeah. were like porn video games and that was my first exposure yeah to I didn't know anything about that oh yeah Newgrounds I just knew they had video games oh yeah you mm-hmm. click around on that thing you're like yeah adult yeah. content thank you, have you. To click a waiver and you were an adult that's what that's I was what thirteen yeah. but I was eighteen yeah. Uh, yeah. waiver don't know when you got to <laughs> do know? the math it's like what year were you born it was like five years before this one uh, okay. 
But you were sick. So what were you watching on Cinemax this week? So I was watching the movie Wimbledon. It was the year. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. you know, you know, Kirsten classic nostalgia <laughs> movies. Well, a, I'm really in a early, early in. aughts phase. That mm-hmm. was Orlando Kirsten? Bloom. No, no, it's the guy, the British vision. vision. They're British. Okay. Yeah. Whoever plays the I'm vision. I'm thinking Elizabethtown, right? Yeah. For Elizabethtown you. is also Kristen Dunst and Orlando yes. Bloom. That, okay. Can I All tell right. you this, guys, real quick? My ex, my previous ex before I met my wife, who mm-hmm. I'm in love with. Love that. The last movie we saw in the theater together was Elizabethtown, and I have never liked Orlando Bloom because of it. Mm. Isn't that crazy? I'm holding it against him. He's not the one that was well, an you asshole. Know what they say Orlando Bloom's eternal. Thank you. Well, that's hope. So, so Wimbledon, what drew you to it? I have you been tennis? in an early aughts phase. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and I'm trying to really tap into like the, what I'm, interested tonally mm-hmm. because i you know i'm trying to write more and i'm mm-hmm, trying to mm-hmm. write more like long form yeah. and um yeah i just like that era where i just think like moby i think yeah. of that uh very old moby yeah moby yeah I, 2004 that, <laughs> gorillas i love the gorillas and, oh yeah that's great know, so okay i want to ask you to some gorillas today i love dell the homie Funky, I was funky listening to right. their self-titled album on the way here. Can yeah. I ask you, okay, so the thing we do on the show is we always guess, but I think we're going to guess early with no, nothing just because I want to get out of the way. What year, or, uh, let's, we're going to take a guess at what year you graduated high school, okay? okay. So you don't answer until we're ready. Ready? Reem's really good at this. You can see, look at that. He's in the mode. Guess. 2011. And I'm going to say 2010. What year did you graduate high school? 2011. Are you kidding me? Golly, you're so young. So here's the thing. This is we've been on a trend of this the last couple weeks. Otto was very young last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your this thing you're romancing mm-hmm. that was me, baby, because yeah. I graduated in '03. So like, uh, I love the gorillas so much that I hacked into our high school's web web page. And then it was just the Gorillas webpage, but instead of saying Gorillas, it said Glenwood Community High School at the top. But it still had like the guys, the cartoon guys and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I love, I live, I love that time because I look back on it fondly. You're just like romanticizing it because you was a kid during it. You didn't get to experience it. Well, okay. So I'm, I'm trying to figure this out now. Yeah. Where maybe because you were more mm-hmm. conscious at that sure. time, you can tell me where it's like, okay, so you're at the peak of bubblegum pop. Yeah. But then, verging into the mainstream is stuff like yeah yeah yes Mm -hmm. so it's like you have the artsy stuff but you also have the most commercialized like you have to be hot in order to be super famous but all this weird stuff is like Mm -hmm. breaking well like when the strokes were were putting out stuff at the exact same time as like a new nsync album Mm -hmm. and that was all when you're in a car and Omaha and they're playing the same songs on the same radio yeah. stations. It was very weird. Was yeah, very and I love that yeah. where there it seems like there was a lot of variety and like the birth of rap mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. like entering top 100 yeah. and stuff. Uh, well, I guess it's not the first time. It's, rap but, had been out for a good 20 years, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, it's just def- like the everything is in the zeitgeist or sure. like a, you know yeah. i think by the early aughts though rap was merging a lot more with like pop and stuff yeah because you look at how big like like nelly yeah nelly was, did a song with like, uh oh, yeah. tim mcgraw and stuff right uh-huh. yeah like it was a different time yeah. but then like after 9-11 there's more of like a melancholy tone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the art like that's when like my chemical romance and stuff and the emo really started to blow up with such a sad time. I don't know if you're into that stuff yeah. too, but like, yeah, it was a... Uh, My Chemical Romance. It was interesting. Was the oh, biggest, like pop punk. Yeah, yeah. pop punk, yeah. Well, yeah, the yeah. biggest uh, metal genre of the early aughts was all like emo tinged, like mm-hmm. the metal core. Yeah. Where like pretty much it's like, uh, we're heavy mm-hmm. and now we have a really catchy uh, chorus sure. about crying. 
Love like it. rock music you can dance to. Kind of, yeah. Like the faint was huge at that point and stuff like that. That's what the faint was, was a rock music you could dance to. I love that. Like, yeah, yeah, that's great. I like that you're intrigued by that era. Because uh, to me, it's such a flyby thing. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? I get, I'm, I am that way sometimes when it comes to like the early 90s because I don't know mm-hmm. much. So like, I'll be like, ooh, I'll like, you were saying you read a book. What's this book you read? Meet Me in the Bathroom. It's a book on uh, the bir- the rebirth of rock from 2001 to 2011. See, I love that idea. But and I've read the same book, but I've read that book for the 1989 to 1995, the grunge era. Yeah, is where like what I think is interesting because I didn't get to live through it the same way. Because that's a lot of the the bands. Yes, yes. But also, I just feel really connected to it just Mm -hmm. because I grew up in the suburbs of here. Sure, sure. So as a teenager, I would like sneak into the city and like you know I would go out to these bars that are Mm -hmm. mentioned in this. Oh yeah, yeah, very cool. You so know? wait, so okay, so you grew up here. Yes. Is that what I'm hearing? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Westchester, was born here, but was raised in Westchester. Does that mean you were like your family lived here or you just born at a hospital here? Uh, Just like I was born here, but when I was like three, we okay. moved to the suburbs. So Westchester is like yeah. your, that's where your hometown is yes. or whatever. Okay, cool. Um, But then you could come and rush into the city, go do all that stuff. Because it was a 30 minute train ride oh, into Grand awesome. Central. So on the weekends or whatever, I would just tell my mom I was sleeping over at a friend's place. Whoa. And then we would just go hang out that's with like a friend's sibling. You know, we yeah. would like yeah. take, yeah, yeah. there was this, um, you're like a character. You just need that one friend that has a yeah. cousin it was very, like, or something. Have you ever seen the movie Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist? <laughs> yeah, sure. So that was like really it. <laughs> Your life. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go find the hunt to find the white rabbit or whatever the fuck. <laughs> That yeah. Bar. yeah. Uh, do you ever get stuck at like the train stations or anything like a pen station like that? Oh, yeah. Like well, those things where you get fucked because the train and you got to wait like four hours. You just have to pay a hundred dollars to oh, go back Jesus. home well, in a taxi. <laughs> I would just move there. I'd live at pen station instead of that. Uh, that's I think that's so interesting because like this is what our show is basically is that we both grew up in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Very different experience. Uh, but I would we would still do things. We would go to Omaha. That was our like rebellious thing. And, you know, we'd mm-hmm. lie and say we're staying in somebody's house. What did you guys do? Did you guys ever like, because you're in a city, you're already in like Des Moines or something like that. Would you just like go on? F- f- what was your thing? I mean, just you're driving van. around the city. Yeah. Just, you know, driving around go in the yeah. woods and ever do shit like that. Like days no, not confused. the woods. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah, drive yeah. around. A lot of cruising. Mm-hmm. I fucking scooped the loop. Mm. You know? What is that? Have we used that term? That is a term. I don't think the we, loop. I think that's the first time on that podcast. That's crazy. Well, People here would have would have never scooped no the loop. No one, because no one has cars. Yeah, exactly. You can't scoot the loop on the J train. Well, basically, Dazed and Confused is scooping the yeah. loop. Yeah, so in um, a town, and I don't know, what was it in Des Moines? This is, I'm, I'm into this. Des Moines loop yeah. is downtown. So the, uh, this is what happens. Everybody gets into cars, and they just kind of like, almost like a convoy-esque. Yeah. Cruise the same routes. Yep. And then sometimes they stop at like a where parking was, lot, a parking lot, or like a yeah, yeah. or a gas station. And then everybody would hang in the parking lot, and uh-huh. it's where you would see like friends from your school, friends and, from other schools, and, and you most just, people didn't have cell phones. Yes. So uh, I love yeah. that. That's also how you like run into people. Yeah, and it's how you would you're meet, like it's how you'd meet people. It's how you from meet other girls. schools yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, there yeah. was it's basically. 13 block circle. Yeah. And it you just feels, drive I miss the cutoff yeah. of growing up without. Sure. Yeah. Without your, yeah. But I like think you can it's never like get lost. so much mm-hmm. healthier. Maybe. To, I, I feel like I had an unhealthy ad- attachment okay. to social media yeah. when I was in high school. And I just feel like it, all of that free time that yeah. I had could have been used doing something creative. Sure. But instead, I was like stalking people I was obsessed yeah, totally, with. Yeah, totally. With like yeah. a teenage fervor. Did you have kind a MySpace of, yeah. in middle school? 
Yes. So yeah. you were like yeah. on it from go, huh? I was on MySpace in middle school. I got a Facebook when I was in ninth grade. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, but it's like I wasted so much yeah. time yeah. on it. And well, I'm at, like, at your, least your you your could drug, find all your old friends from middle school. But you your know what? Hormonal brain at sure. that age cannot handle that. No. that. I always get worried about like the idea of bullying and just like oh, yeah. how mean people could be just if they're connected with you. Well, and- I constantly was like, trolling on uh, chat rooms yeah. being like let me try to see if i can catch a pedophile <laughs> <laughs> you were looking for it you were like i'm gonna i'm the do- I'm, I'm like gonna let's get see That's people funny. keep talking about it yeah, everybody's <laughs> bad mouth these pedophiles i'm gonna see what they're about uh i remember that i was like yeah. i repress that memory for a while but i would like be on these chat rooms having inappropriate what, conversations okay so what was the chat room when was this, this was like 2009 i must have been in middle school so like they what still had the, them open were there still chat rooms yeah yeah because the okay so like the way you feel about it was social the media? surge of like cyberbullying mm-hmm. was a thing because of my generation sure well you I, know I, I it's like so. it's an issue that was brought up yeah. because of us like yeah. you'd have assemblies and stuff yes and- yeah it was only an issue it, there was no precedent yeah yeah sure because like we got in trouble for without oh, we didn't some of my friends did got in trouble for cyberbullying before we had a term for it but we made a fake aol screen name to be mean to a it guy it was the zeitgeisty term yeah. term yeah uh, like is like a great word too 2008 yeah <laughs> It just, it's, I, cause I'm trying to figure out what I, cause I feel like there's a thing where every generation, like, I feel like I wasted my time when I could have been doing other stuff on AO, AIM or AOL Instant Messenger and probably like chat rooms the same way that you feel like it was social media. Hmm. And I'm wondering what my sister or brother, who's just like seven, eight years older than me, they might have felt the same way with like fucking like television. T- television or something, you know? Um, so it's kind of like every generation kind of has that thing. And then you kind of find, I mean, I'm sure you my were mom still was doing so some random crafty. stuff. Yeah. My mom would literally sit at home and like carve out fonts. Oh, wow. You know, like literally crafty. Yeah. I she would make she would jewelry. Like, yeah. She would oh, make wow. silver jewelry and she read some, you know, I yeah. just feel like there's so much that as like a young, mm-hmm. your, your young brain yeah. is much better served yeah. doing something like tactile and creative. I do wonder about Absolutely. that kind of stuff. Like, I learned everything because, like, our generation is the exact right generation for so many things. Like, the internet and, like, having a computer in every household. I, like, there was never a time I don't think that we didn't have a computer. Mm-hmm. But my brother, that's, he, it was time he didn't have it. And so, like, we were everything, like, internet. And mm-hmm. it was dial-up. And then internet was a little faster. And AOL, yeah. and you had to have keywords to look for everything. And so, like, everything was spoon-fed to us so good that I feel like our generation was really great at that. And then, like, maybe in the last five years, I feel like that kind of, it hit, like, a new highway where, like, when you're, once you're past 30, it's like, oh, boy, I, like, TikTok. I'm like, I feel like I'm overwhelmed oh, like trying to learn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm overwhelmed trying to figure out how to get My into My Zoomer cousins are so good at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, they don't even, they're Zoomer? Prof- uh, That's the Generation Z. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Zoomer, Boomer, I They, get like, it. Sure. Okay, Zoomer. could be professional marketers, yeah. and they, like, edit all of this stuff, yeah. and it's, like, all these videos, they both have, like, makeup mm-hmm. tutorials. Well, everybody's marketing profiles. themselves now. Yeah. I know. Well, it's just, like, they are, like, showing me these edited videos that they, oh, I just did it on my phone. It's yeah. It's, like, you know, so easy, where it's, like, oh, I would have to, like, pay for a course yeah, that, yeah that's the other thing i mean uh the kids today are just gonna grow up with yeah like, those all uh, that marketing yeah. knowledge it's yeah. so weird how and the uh, i mean they just know the operating systems back and yeah. forth and like 
Everybody's also, Apple doesn't change. My it. mom, she works in IT, so it's like I never was needed to learn any of yeah, that. Anyways, yeah, yeah. even today, I was calling her, being like, "Why won't my iCloud erase the things <laughs> I erased on my phone? I can't back up my phone. That's Why is so the iCloud so confusing?" So my mom is the one who like teaches. My mom is sixty four. Oh, that's hilarious because like I my am, my dad would be like, "What's the cloud? What? Yeah. I'm a senior millennial. I'm the one asking what's that's the great. cloud. I love that. <laughs> like when they look it up." Mm-hmm. It, my age is like the oldest you can be a millennial. Yeah. So I have to, I, I, I'm like caught in that space where like I know how to do computer stuff. Sure. But not as well as other people. Yeah. Like my siblings, my older siblings, I, they, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm like a pro compared to them. Yeah. But like anytime I have to do something like that, it's like the most mm-hmm. like. Remember when you spent like an hour trying to figure out your lock screen a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I am the way where I was kind of into stuff. Like I so like there's certain things that I'm I gravitate towards really well, but then like yeah I just easily pass yes there you go your lock screen <laughs> it's a lost joke um, I would still like a lot um, of mine are I would like I will say the upside of it is mm-hmm. that you know I just constantly whenever I would procrastinate I didn't sleep at all in high school yeah. I would like go home i'd watch a movie i'd um take a nap i'd pretend to do homework when my mom got home Mm -hmm. and then i would just be on my computer like trying to teach myself things instead of doing that's sick so i would like oh marilyn manson he's bizarre i'm gonna watch like three hours of his interviews dance did you have a computer in your room yes okay yeah so i would like i'm like bowling for columbine Mm -hmm. okay i don't know what that is or like you know it's it's or like letterman i was like oh letterman's really cool so i would like watch hours and hours of 80s letterman interviews being like he's hot it's it's insane i see that's the thing that i think is so special about your gener like your generation of people or like that came up at that time because you have that ability because like I wanted that but I only got it when fucking you like, did the work and you yeah, VHS recorded I'd record every Conan every single night and mm-hmm. then I'd have to watch it on a tape the next day a and then by high school there was like TiVo and DVRs but still like it was so much more like I think about that sometimes and because of that I still have that I'm that same obviously we have this podcast I'm the same way so like I'll still like what I'll do is I'll Go to YouTube rabbit holes now. Yeah. And I like literally the way you were doing that 80s Letterman. I do that with Johnny Carson all the mm-hmm. time because I don't have, I r- vaguely remember him being on TV and I knew he was a huge thing, but I'll like just be like at home some nights and like be like on my phone. I'll be like, Oh, I just watch four hours of Johnny Carson clips where he's interviewing actors from the six, 60s and 70s who I've never even heard of. And I love it. It's like yeah. candy or like drugs yes. or something. Well, I love that. And then that's when podcasts were starting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was like, once I got, I would watch them for the interviews a yeah. lot. And then I'm like, oh, these long form interviews with people I think are interesting. Yeah. Oh my God. So I started, li- or I also started listening to all those like Opie and Anthony, Louis oh, C.K. interviews. Like, and it got me through art school. I was always so ADD. Yeah. So I was like, oh, how do I get all this work? I had no work ethic. Sure. But it was like listening to podcasts got me through school yeah. in terms of like, well, if I just put this on, then it feels like I'm not working. Sure. Yeah. And then I that's was a, able to yeah. get it all done. That's me at work. Every yeah, day. totally. Yeah. That's how I got into comedy. Doing comedy was because. I had a shitty office job and podcasts. Yeah, kind of made my, my brain move in a different way. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. Yeah, yeah, that's like, insane. Uh, doing electrical work, I do a lot of stuff by myself. I just put one yeah. earbud in, and I've always told my that's how I steal and my time back. And then it's meditative, yeah. you know. And like, also, this is a funny. And thing. you can work on and learn stuff while you're working on. I and love learning that. stuff. I've never talked to anybody about this stuff, but I, I this is an interesting thing about podcasts because like music has a sense of memory. Sometimes you know we're like. 
I went through a break, like, like I, I connect things with things, you know? And so like you go through a breakup, so then that song always reminds you of the breakup or whatever. Uh, or I just said it, Orlando Bloom, you know? Maybe we cut that, I don't remember. But uh, the with podcasts, I'll do that too sometimes, where every once in a while, I'll be like, uh, there's this one Pete Holmes podcast that was super awkward and fucking weird. Which one? The Live From Outside Lands. It's the one where he, he, he confronts John Daly about how he's like, oh, here's a funny the thing. The golfer? No, John Daly, the comedian. In the show, it's a live show. It's already being kind of weird. And he confronts John Daly. He's like, oh, here's a funny thing. I, you almost got the E-Trade, baby, but I got it instead. And John Daly's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I almost made a whole bunch of money for my family, but instead you did. What a cool thing. Let's talk about it in front of this audience. And it's literally the greatest thing. <laughs> and sometimes when like, I, especially if I'm flying or something, I'll download that episode because I like listening and be living in that awkwardness sometimes and it always puts me back yeah. to the first time i heard it when i was sitting in my shitty office dropping des moines like three months into comedy and now years later it's a i'm flying to do stand-up comedy and this thing still gives me that same pit and i don't know there's stuff that i, I like that i hadn't started doing stand-up that i was obsessed with all these comedy podcasts mm-hmm. that it's like oh i wonder what it would be like to listen to it oh, now sure. or like Tiffany Haddish, Miss mm-hmm. Pat, or like um, fucking with the chance with Neil Brennan. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, so good. That I was and like Baron obsessed. Vaughn at one point. Yeah. I was obsessed with that podcast. And same with uh, calling Chelsea Peretti. There's like a couple of episodes where it's like, oh, I'll go back and listen yeah. to it to see how I perceive it now. Right. It's interesting, right? And uh, how yeah, we grow? it's just so. Well, I also notice a thing now about Moshe Kasher where it's like, oh, you're like rushing to make a joke, whereas before I like would have never noticed never known that. that. Yeah. 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 It's also it's, funny, yeah. like, uh, remember how WTF? Yeah. Like, that was one of the first podcasts I listened to because I was yeah. I was starting comedy, and you were like, oh, you should listen to yeah, podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then, uh, so I listened to, like, all of the WTFs, and then all of a sudden, he just ran out of comedians. Mm. Yeah, and he started interviewing like actors rock and stuff. Rock stars, actors, rock, yeah. and everything like that. It's, it's weird. Like, one of the first... Uh, Love the one with Fiona Apple. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. And Pamela Adlon. One That's of the greatest. funniest... Like this is very interesting to me. By the way, we've done this show. You did a good job. I don't know what energy you brought into this room tonight. It's, yeah. uh, I think it's well, like I love nostalgia. Exactly, <laughs> and, and and your nostalgia is like also like our like this feels like yes. four years ago to me, uh, but it was like a decade ago. But uh, there's one one of the first WTS I listened to when I was like first before I'd started doing comedy, but I was like I love this when I'm in a shitty office job was one where he interviewed this guy. It was a sketch, but. I didn't know anything about it. They used to do sketches on the show sometimes. Yeah. And it was him interviewing a guy who was playing a character. And his character was that he was the sixth member of the state. But they fired him from the state before they got their TV show. And he and all he talked about, he was like, they made me fuck my sister. And Mark's like, really? And he's like, yeah, they made me go to my parents' house and fuck her. And then tell my dad to his face. And he's like, and then Michael Ian Black's just laughing at me and, and egging me on to do this. And I didn't know anything. So I thought it was real. I didn't realize it was a sketch. And so, like, I just remember, like, going home to my wife and being like, I don't, you know those guys from Reno 91? I think they made a guy fuck his sister. And <laughs> and then, like, listen to three more episodes, and I get the tone of the show, and then I'm like, oh, my God. But, like, I'm one of those people, like, I'd retweet, like, if I was that then, I'd retweet one of those tweets that's, like, pixel boat and think, like, oh, yeah, this is what they really did, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, but I just, uh, all those podcasts, I have such a weird connection to them. I never listen to them now, not those shows. Do you still listen to any of the ones that you started listening to? Um. Oh, when I first started listening to podcasts, like, like I mean, I are still... there any that you've been consistently listening to ever since then? That 
Um, you know I would mean? say WTF is the one that I still yeah. listen to that I started. Yeah. When I first started listening to the a podcast. lot of them are go over though. I mean, like Kelsey um, Pretty's. Well, she started. Yeah. She started yeah. it back up. Oh, cool. So, and uh, Cam- um, Camps was the, great. All of the yeah. ones that are ripped from radio, like NPR yeah. and oh you know, yeah, like yeah, This American Life and Radio Lab. Do you listen? You listen to those still regularly? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a podcast. Love Terry Gross, big. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? You know, I, I my bio on every single satire website is uh, Blair Dawson, stand-up comedian, and Terry Gross mega fan. Oh, I, that's great. I wish I had Terry Gross's job. And you just be like, well, and this is an interview from well, 1984. Like honest, she's, she's got it all. All the work's done. That's yeah. like my comedy dream. Yeah. Is to like. You know, do the Mark Maron sure. where it's like, oh, you're you just you know you do stand up and then you do long form interviews. Yeah, like that they all like every time they have music on there. Oh, sure. I, I love the music because are you talking about on all, Fresh Air? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's always like these bands and artists mm-hmm. you've never heard of. Yeah, and, uh, and it's they, it's great. Yeah. I, I love I love uh, I just love. I mean, it's not a we're doing comedy, but like that kind of element, the spoken word interview, like that kind of thing. It, I gravitated so much. I love hearing an interview with somebody oh, yeah. I don't give a shit about. Yes. I like hearing an interview with somebody I love. Uh-huh. I like when and it's daily and it's a great yeah. morning commute podcast mm-hmm. because And that, sometimes that, the thing that happens is the way they talk. And I'm sh- I guarantee you people have done that with us because we do these things especially if somebody regularly listens, you learn about people enough. Like there are people who in 2012 I would I'm like this is one of my favorite comedians. I love them. I like their opinions and now like I'm like that that person's a fucking piece of shit asshole. Mm-hmm. I just misread every all the signs because I'm listening to them. Mm-hmm. But then when you get years worth of a body of work, you're like, oh, look, I can see this person be an asshole, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure people do that with, you know, yeah. with us. They'll be like, oh, we liked this show at the beginning, but now we think well, they're Well, it's also really cool to discover people through podcasts. Oh, yeah. Because that's all my favorite comedians before I started doing stand-up. Yeah. I definitely... Like I found out about them through podcasts and started li- being like, oh, they give a great interview. Yeah, yeah. And then I would like look for every episode that they yeah. were in. Mm-hmm. And you like search in the browser thing. Right? Yeah, I would. Yeah, that's go what I would the do. Browser and be like, I like this person. What other comedy? You can see that's that. also fun to do when you just randomly get into somebody like a musician. Yeah, or just, like, and that's anybody, how I would discover just, other podcasts. Yeah, yeah totally. That's what that's what we we can see that with our analytics on our podcast sometimes. Every once in a while, like when Sam Ruddy did uh, Colbert, mm. like that week, our her episode of our show spiked a little bit because oh, like cool. that's what's happening. People are seeing her on TV and be like, yeah. "Oh, what's going on here?" You know. So mm-hmm. that's that's rad. Because yeah, I've recently found out I like a uh, I like a Dan Carlin interview. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've been cherry picking a lot of his stuff. Uh, here, let's pause for one second. Something the computer's really lagging for some reason yep. and. You Wait, oh, so I was, uh, I, the person I most recently did this for was Karen now. Karen, because oh, yeah, I'm from... in a huge yeah, 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 kick sure. right now. So I've been like, she's not interviewed a lot. Mm-hmm. So, and then I found this like arts podcast because of it. it um, like design, I think it's called Design Lab or cool. with like Debbie something. I don't know, but I've just been listening to like a lot of fine artists yeah. interviews. Cool. Wait, did you say you went to art school? Yeah, I went what to did school you, for what, undergrad. What, what was your shit? What was your art? I was a production design major. Oh. So like set design, costume design, cool. light design. I wanted to be the head costume designer for SNL. Oh, for sure. So you can still do a, that. A shadow artist. Well, I, I was working in it um, when I graduated college, but it's such a miserable industry. Yeah. Sure. And it's actually, it's very abusive. Oh, and cool. Toxic. That's and, fun. You know. So you'd said you got into stand up comedy. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, know? you know, so, you have more autonomy. It's sure. more creative. Yeah. 
But that's set fun. design is uh, one of those things that I like to like look at. You'd yeah. be great and, in that. Yeah, because you know how to do things. Yeah, and just well, also it's like you're essentially a glorified mover, like loading yeah. in and loading out every yeah. day. And uh, all the women in like the wardrobe department are like mo- they're like 120 pounds and like moving mm. all this heavy shit and Weird. you know it's like back breaking labor. Whereas like the art department always has like a lot more men and they're yeah. like oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I think uh, Picard has really cool. Uh, you seen sets. it? You've been watching Picard? Yeah. Oh, I haven't jumped in. I'm going to wait till it's sore up. Good set design. You're a sci-fi person? You like science fiction? Science fiction? I didn't grow up with it, and sure. I feel like if you don't grow up with it, it's, it's hard it's to sink kinda, in. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. you jump in, and you're like, like a couple weeks ago, Lauren Hope Crass. Mm-hmm. We had, you know Lauren Hope Crass? Yes. We had her on the show, a very funny stand-up comedian, and she talks about she's in sci-fi, but she didn't get into it till like somewhat recently. Literally, since that episode, we've had a running text going where it's just us recommending different things to her. Oh, cool. Because if you, it's one of those things, you're never going to get it, or you're like 28 and you're like, oh, fuck, I love spaceships. And mm. then you got to jump in also, and then you can't have conversations. One last with note people. on set designs. One We're back to, yeah. Set, yeah. back to set, set design. I lab. love any time that it's a little boy's room. Uh huh. Yeah. It's always the kids little boy stuff turned up to 11. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like 17 baseball guys. Let's talk about 5,000 dinosaurs. <laughs> well, that's like, I'm watching spaceships. We're watching Parenthood right now. Did you ever watch Parenthood? The TV show. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So we're watching that now. We never saw it when it was on live. Mm-hmm. It's like 10 years old. But I think they did a pretty good job of not going overboard on the kids' rooms. Yeah. Uh, we're like, but the, the first season was a little fucked up because one of the girls had a Lemonheads poster on her door. And I'm like, no 15 year old girl in 2009 when, yeah. has okay. a Lemonheads poster. So you I love know, when you can see those posters. That yeah. Are just this like is nostalgic. There. You know, Mae Whitman? Love her. She, yeah, yes. Great. Okay. So I've been following her career since I was eight years old. Sure. When she was on because, Rosie and stuff? Um, when she was on this show called State of Grace, I've yep. since tried to find like a DVD set because it's her yeah. and Alia Shawkat yeah. when they're like 10, when 11. Kids, yeah. Yeah. And my whole family, we would watch it together. And it's about this Catholic girl, Mae Whitman, mm-hmm. and this young Jewish girl, Alia Shawkat. And it's the Jewish girl going to an all Catholic yeah. girl school in the 60s. Fantastic. So, and it was so fun. It was a great show. You can't find it anywhere now except like a couple episodes on YouTube. Sure. And um, then both of them were in Arrested, Arrested Development. Development yeah. And my bro- that was one of my brother's favorite shows. So we would watch it together. Yeah. And then that blew up. So yeah. Um, May Whitman, then uh, May Whitman's Parenthood. Uh, Parenthood. The what's her name? The in, daughter. The, in Arrested uh, Development. She's Anne Bland. Yeah, Anne yeah. Bland. Yeah, Bland Anne. <laughs> yeah, and then Alia Shawkat's okay. uh, maybe maybe uh, Funke. Yeah. yeah, and that's there's like my wife and I talk about this a lot because. There's like this young Hollywood, not I, that's not the right term, yeah. but like they were like Teen Vogue Hollywood, but they were like, but they weren't like they the were cool, like yeah. the alt Hollywood, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? it wasn't but like, like lifelong careers, totally. And they're yeah. all like doing so well, like even which the dude, really uh pairs up well with uh everything you were just talking about with the early oh, odds yeah. art breaks, yeah, yes. where we're yeah, also yeah. starting to get the alternative young Hollywood. Well, yeah, I love yeah. that, that's like what I mm-hmm. tap into, you know, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, I feel like, you know, you're talking about, like, sci-fi. Yeah. I feel like people go down that track or, like, or anime track. or, you know, it's just... Or, like, they really like sports. Sure, yeah. My parents are both artsy. Sure. So I feel like I'm tapped into more, like, alt-artsy stuff. I love it. I love it. We're going to take another quick pause. You got, like, brothers and sisters? What's this? Are you only child? Let me guess. You got brother. You mentioned him. Yes. He I loves, uh... loves Arrested Development. <laughs> I have an older brother. Yeah. And everyone in my family all love 
really cool yeah. media. A sure. lot of like my dad's a jazz musician. No shit. Wait, yeah. hold on. Oh. Fuck your brother. Your dad's a <laughs> jazz musician? Yeah, he Whoa. actually was like he was a big like New York guy, like really? kind of like local Can I famous. Guess? Is your dad uh Charles McCracken? Bassoonist? Charles McCracken. I don't know. Guess uh, do you know my last I name? <laughs> I mean I thought it was a stage name, you know, you're a big Andre yeah. Dawson fan. Uh, I do know no. in the last like two years or two or three years like moving in new york i think uh jazz has been one of those things that i don't know anything about i just know i like he fucking loves yeah. it he can't he won't shut up about jazz he listens to it on the train in the morning oh it's great morning music yeah. it's great mm-hmm. commute music it's great morning music too it you is. go to a funeral you listen to some saxophone or you get some like chill miles davis while yeah. you're getting ready to go to bed or... do you like jazz or you yeah. just is it weird is it like too close like my dad worked at the slaughterhouse so i don't like eating meat you know what i mean like, right. right well there's definitely an element of like i don't know how to play an instrument okay. and i'm like bitter about it but anytime my dad has anger issues so sure. like whenever i i'd be like can you teach me and you know there's just like a lot of like yelling yeah so sure. i didn't <laughs> learn how to play and, <laughs> um but and you know he would always play jazz music like wasn't allowed what to like play? touch the he's a jazz pianist and percussionist so no i spent like a shit. lot of my like early childhood years like in jazz cool. clubs and i would like sit there with my shirley temple you're and <laughs> it's so <laughs> annoying yeah. and he would like be there with his congas and like play, you know i don't know that's so cool you have like i'll tell you this. you're a very funny stand-up comedian yeah. we already mm-hmm. know that right but you have you're fucking you haven't made like are you've got an interesting story you're young you have this like your dad's a jazz musician used to sneak into the city like you're already like a well, Greta never... gerwig character and you and you're putting it all together uh, fuck you're well you didn't need to do the podcast we don't need to plug you on the show you'll be fine no i mean trust me i need the help hopefully you got a lot of hopefully you got I, a lot of mental illness growing up in there that's really holding you back you oh know, so yeah you totally you know like i said anger management <laughs> yeah. also was divorced watching youtube videos the, of letterman yeah. thinking no one hot. was watching me yeah. No, yeah that's great uh that's yeah. exciting so 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 both your parents doing really rad stuff uh and also into cool stuff that's so that's cool like my parents didn't even know Arrested Development was a show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They uh, both have great taste. My yeah. second, uh, my mom's a David Bowie fanatic. Really? My mom's like really into like his the music rock. or his films. Oh, or his copies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, just she has a shrine. Yeah. She yeah. has a David. When Damn. I was, um, do you remember? Wow. Did she when, take it really hard? Oh, when I found out he was dying, I was in. I was teaching in Thailand. I was like in another country, and I like saw it, and I like called her. It was like three a.m. her time, and she yeah. immediately was like crying on the oh, other end no. of the phone, just being like, "I can't believe." Like it's. I didn't even have to say anything. Yeah. I, she just yeah. knew why I was Damn. calling. Damn. Because she's that much of a fan. My second concert that I ever went to growing up i was 10 years old she brought me to see david bowie and guess who opened Let me for guess. david bowie the yeah yeah yes no oh damn that was like kind of perfect for what we were talking about the whole time uh who was it okay so buster rhymes what? and moby oh wow <laughs> that's why i you know ever since then you know I've for been sure so big... do you like moby to this day yeah I saw well, him. I know that he like he's got some issues. He's got some. Him and person- Natalie had a, he's history. a great interview, though. Sure. If you listen to him on a podcast, he gives a. You yeah, ever see he's him? Psycho on uh, social media. Have you ever seen him? Because yeah, he's I, really I, crazy about uh, well, I mean, veganism. I mean, yeah, I've seen be, him on. Could the, be worse things to be an asshole about. I've seen yeah. him on the train on the Q train before, like oh, more really? than once. And one day I saw him, and it's I great photographer too. There's seemed, a lot of Moby-looking people out there. No, no, though. this was him because he's got some tattoos that it's hard There's to a, not be. Yeah. Episode of Community. All oh about this. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the dean, 
Uh, but I saw him once and you could tell that he, I, I wasn't gawking, but other people could put together who he was mm. and you could tell it really fucking, he ended up getting out and getting on a different car. Oh. And so I felt bad for him then. And then like literally Real famous transfer a, a week later, the fucking Natalie Portman stuff came out and I was like, ah, he's a weird guy. Uh, but you know, artists are broken, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So I have a podcast recommendation, heavyweights. Okay. There's this one episode where it's the premise of the podcast is that this journalist goes back into people's histories to figure out an unresolved issue where it's like, Hmm, I mm. really wonder what happened there. I'm still kind of upset about this. Sure, sure. And so this guy lent these rare orchestra, like, um, choir cds mm-hmm. that he sampled for play which r- got a bunch of grammys mm-hmm. and you know is what put him on the map and um so he asked for those cds back and then moby never gave them back and oh. you know and it's really a reflection of the person who's like i still am bothered by this thing because you know he lives like a very average yeah. life and he's just like well i felt like I, I helped in making something great and i just kind of want to be acknowledged for that wow. so it's just like they went over to moby's house moby said like talked a lot about like where his head was at at the time yeah. and how he was like suicidal the night he won a grammy you Shit. know <laughs> so he clearly has like a lot going yeah, on he's mentally a he's a butt yeah, yeah that's crazy that one Yes, yes. Cool. Subscribe right I love, now. I love any podcast that's like uh, the driven, first season driven by a journalist. Yeah. Basically. yeah. Well, it's like, like um, Gimlet and uh, Gimlet yeah. Media is formerly like a lot of uh, This American Life employees. So yeah. it has yeah. like that journalistic storytelling one, style. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you this one it time? Just, I, hold on. One time I was walking my, our dog and uh, I was crossing the street and I found a wallet in the middle of the street right in front of our apartment right there by that laundromat. So I find this wallet. I find a credit card in it. Find the person on the internet contact them Could, can't get in uh, any emails or anything but find them through twitter and it's like a major producer at gimlet whoa and so i meet her and and i give her stuff and she follows me on twitter and stuff like that <gasps> never has read i was always like i it's, saved you she had like 80 bucks in there i was like i saved your your whole thing it's funny how many pod- she never picked up our show or anything you know we're gimlet yeah. we're, we're we're gimlet quality it's funny <laughs> how many major podcasts uh book the bell house Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 They always—they're always like the stuff well, you they, should know. Guys always do mm-hmm. it. They bring out the crowds. They you do. Know? They right? have a big following. Well, that's what I love. I mean, we—we're fine. We're doing it. But I, that's one thing. I was just having a conversation with friends, a friend about this, about how like this is the time of the year where everybody's doing their JFL auditions and everybody's fucking panicking and freaking out and stuff. And like, while that's all awesome, and and I hope everybody gets it and everybody has a good time. But like, everyone right now that's doing something kind of sick created it themselves. With through either like weird Twitter videos or mm-hmm. Instagram videos or creating their own podcasts and stuff or like that. Or a Facebook group. Right? Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Like our friend Nick. It's like uh, the things like that are creating your own thing is so much more interesting. So like, yes, you could be Terry Gross and get be on NPR and have fresh air or you could create your own version of that like what a Mark Marin did and then literally a decade later become where Mark Marin is today, right? I've been having this internal debate about mm-hmm. this myself where, you know, uh, I like... I, I'm obviously still young, but it's like 27 is a year where it's like, oh, I have to make the thing. Hold on. You're 27? Or I'm 27. God, I got to learn how to do math in my <laughs> head because it, it doesn't rectify. You're off by a year. I, so I've been doing stand-up since 2011. Yeah. So to me, and I, this is just how it is. When you're 35, you'll feel ex- probably the same way. But to me, 
if you graduated high school in twenty in two thousand eleven, you're like twenty two. In my head, I thought you were like twenty two years 20. old. I know, but I didn't think of that way. <laughs> so in my head, all that you're like twenty two, and so this whole story is taking place over like a couple of years. And then I'm like, yeah. oh no, twenty seven. You're a grown up. I mean, that's you, how it you feels. have time to you have time to make mistakes, and you fucked up already a lot. Yeah, I didn't even start Oof. comedy till I was twenty eight. Yeah, I was twenty six. I started when I was good job. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, that's what your generation did. You know, you got on social media, you found the open mics, and then you just took over. And I remember it. And now you're all. Oh yeah, well you can t- definitely. I mean, there's a definite correlation between uh, the hubris that people get from telling jokes on yeah. Facebook to the well, you the guys, current comedy boom that we're with going the, through, and now. with the podcast, like you were, you literally you were doing the same thing I was doing. It's just that I was 26 at an office job. You were in uh, college, but like or high school, whatever. But like. Uh, you're finding all these podcasts and seeing that it's not that hard to do stand up comedy, and then you go to stand up comedy, or you know, and you well, get. Well, who's to say and... it's not hard? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not hard. It's hard to keep doing. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's, it's not hard, hard to f- enter. It's hard no. to. It's hard for like a few years in the middle, and then you either get successful or you get good. You either get good and successful, you get good and you don't get successful, or you're bad and whatever the fuck. Who cares? But like, there's this weird period where like I feel like from there's a few years where it's like really fucking tough. But like then later on, it's tough for like the dumbest reasons. Like it's tough because you're trying to get booked into clubs and road stuff. Yeah. But like the part, the stand-up part now, I never have a problem. I always that's yeah. always the fun part, you know. Mm-hmm. But whereas like four years ago, that was the worst part. Was like, oh, I gotta write these fucking jokes and what am I doing and who am I and what's my attitude, you know? But yeah, like, dude. but at the beginning, it's fun. When you're, you're only a year from finding your voice. God well, damn it! I'm gonna <laughs> smash my head into the table. Definitely the first two years. Like, I did say, you start here? Yeah, I started wow. here. And Insane. honestly, it's like, I think I'm just so glad that I got the worst out of the way, mm-hmm. you know, where like, I know like a lot of people move here yeah. and they're like, wow, it really breaks their spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, weird. It's, it's like, I'm used to the year I started doing stand up was 2016. So it was like the year that there was still maybe like a little bit of a mean streak, I suppose, but also there was more crossover between like Brooklyn and Manhattan, oh, sure. yeah, the yeah. communities. Oh, yeah. And, but also a lot of people were being outed as yeah. like serial rapists and all these Ooh, venues yeah. were closing. That was a hell of a time. Um, yeah. So it was like, here. people were like, Oh, it's comedy ending in New York city. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm ready to start. Yeah, <laughs> well, that, yeah. that comedy was ending. Yeah. 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 It was, yeah. that's an interesting time so, to, I think to start. I think like, that was a cool time. People who didn't have like credits were getting past at mm-hmm. New York Comedy Club yeah. and like but now it's like it seems impossible to Is there this is do you have this experience since you started in New York at that time yeah. and you were big into podcasts and stuff have you had that experience where you thought someone was somebody because you heard them on interviews or you you know what I mean and you and then you meet you start doing stand up and you realize oh that's just a, like a person in the scene and that's like you know what I mean I mean, there were definitely people that it's like, oh, I saw you do this thing, and mm -hmm. that's intimidating to me. Okay. Um, But people, yeah, people at open mics who I was intimidated by, Mm -hmm. but uh, I wouldn't say... Um, maybe, oh, the first person I, like, met and became friends with who I was, like, gaga over mm-hmm. was Claire O'Kane. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where I was just like, oh, I saw her on Flophouse. Sure, sure, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that was the first woman I saw to tell jokes about yeah. being a woman. Like, duh, of course I'm going to talk about being a woman. Are you fucking <laughs> yeah, insane? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, but, like, would be like, boing, or I don't know. Totally, just would, yeah. like, really make fun of, like, the idea that she wouldn't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, that was the first time 
told me I said, I'll stand up like that. And I was like, oh, she's so cool. Yeah. And then she moved here and I was like, be chill. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Cool. I love, that's the thing I love about the community of stand-up comedy, especially in certain arcs of it and worlds of it and stuff like that, where there is that kind, you can have that relationship. Like my person like that, that I always think of is Mike Kaplan, who mm. before we moved here, I mean, he is one of the most successful dudes, but like he was like a superstar. And then I moved here and I saw him every once in a while and stuff. And then like a couple of years go by and now he's just a guy that you know, that you're friends with, you know, and you're like it, it, to me, like I feel, I think a lot about like if I went back to like my first, our first open mics in Des Moines and I was like, buddy, guess yeah. what? You're going to know Mike Kaplan and you're going to like, you know, things like that. Or like, uh, well, I felt I felt pretty cool. I went back to Des Moines over the holidays, and uh, Shane Torres, oh yeah, yeah, was yeah. coming through Des Moines as like the headliner, mm. and so all the Des Moines comics. I know and, a lot of people feel that way about yeah. Shane Torres. Yeah, it's yeah. weird when you go on the road and everybody thinks, ev- and everybody is just like, nobody oh, knows. Shane, yeah. they're like fucking jacked for the show, and I just get on and do a guest spot. Yeah, and fucking like Shane's like. Hanging out and talking with me the whole time. Yeah, just like because wait, I, I'm like one of the only people he knows. He there. knows, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and what everybody in Des Moines is like. Whoa, I love that because it de- it kind of like muddies the water of what is what. Like, there's yeah. no success. Well, also, there's no personality. Working in film and television definitely taught me that early on. Even I, uh, the first thing that I ever worked on was Friends of the People. Oh, yeah. I interned on that. Cool. So that's how I like know I met the Lucas Brothers, yeah. like Kevin Mart. Men and like Jermaine. So yeah, yeah. And so that's actually what gave me the confidence to try because I uh, was like, I'm smarter than these fucking idiots. (laughs) And no, but they were also so sweet to me. And I like, I felt like, oh, this is the first time I've really like clicked Mm -hmm. with people. I'm like, "Mm, I feel like a sense of like kinship. What a cool. That's like such a good group of people, though. Yes, they were so sweet. And yeah, I totally got drunk and like told Keith Lucas and he was just like oh well if you start now you'll be better than me by the time you're my age and that's I was great. like that's like the most generous thing that anyone could yeah. say that's what I heard on a podcast once I heard somebody make that same thing is they were like uh, they're like if you start comedy at 26 it, oh it's Brendan Walsh who started when he was like 33 or something he's like if you start comedy at 26 you're gonna be a good comedian by the time you're the age I was when I started and I was like 26 yeah. so I'm like think oh, about yeah, that all the time it. yeah like it, 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 it would be really great. funny, yeah. like starting comedy late and mm-hmm. then like moving to New York. Yeah. Like when you're what I was fucking 33. Yeah. You know, and just even still now I go to Mike's and it's just like most people are, you know, mid 20s yeah. and stuff. Yeah. When I hear stories about like Jerry Seinfeld oh, telling people, he, he, I mean, <sighs> I feel such mixed feelings about him for the longest time. I was just He's like, the guy I from fucking B-mo- hate him. The guy from B movie, right? That's what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Or it's just his automatic, what he says automatically mm-hmm. is like, don't do it. Yeah. Which is like, oh, no, no, I don't know. If someone's like your biggest fan yeah. and is saying, I really want to do stand up and you're saying yeah. no to them, that, I don't he's know. That also, seems like a fucked up thing it to is, say. Too, it, especially the, like, ugh. you don't even have to like, you know, the other side of it, you don't have to like pour yourself into it. I mean, yeah. plenty of people do. That's what that, you know, that, that that's one way, but you can all, there's, you can just hang out. It's yeah. a pretty cool scene in and almost just have every your town little life, yeah. with friends, and you don't have, you know, you can. It, I, I'm all for the hobbyist. Asking him how to like advice. The idea of asking Gary Seinfeld yeah. for advice on comedy is insanity. It, well, he's got like, a different mindset yeah. about it than like your 
your buddy that just comes to some mics. Yeah, and his, that thing he that the, yeah he just gives the weirdest worst advice. He thinks he, what his mentality of what stand up comedy is smugness. isn't. Me too. Yeah. I hate gatekeeping. And yeah, I hate saying no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, it, I mean, I try. I used to, say to watch yes. that documentary. Have you seen the comedian documentary? Yeah, I used to watch it like religiously every year, and I'd cry. I loved it. So many things in it I loved. But then as a, like over I the saw years, Orny Ammon. Orny, yeah. uh, like live a, a year Weird. or two ago, and it was so depressing. His doing, comedy he, was like PC culture. And he, does, <laughs> he does a lot of the same bits it's that so he was doing back depressing. then. Um, Maybe you shouldn't take advice from a guy who dated a high schooler. That's right. <laughs> he dated a child, and everyone let it happen. Um, but yeah, I used to watch that movie a lot, and then it's that same thing as as I've gotten further in comedy. The things I used to get from it and used to make me feel so good. Now I'm like, I fucking, I hate that guy. I don't like this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I, what's these? And then all of a sudden Cosby shows up and I'm like, fuck it. I got to turn this thing off. And, <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, God damn. Well, that's because it's like, uh, I mean, that's something I noticed where when I started doing, when I first started, people would reference all these things, mm-hmm. like talk about all this like bro comedy yeah, yeah, yeah. that it's just like, I don't know. They all are awful people and I don't want to like yeah. spend all this time talking about them. Well, there's something that I think is really rad right now that's happening. And uh, so there's a generation of comics right now. Although there there are, there is mean comedy and I do like mean comedy. Sure. Like and I love. Stuff is fun. Like, like uh, who, who's a mean comic you like? I Lisa Lampanelli. I never She's got into queen. Lisa Lampanelli. But I, I don't either. I just like her saying her name. I like the yeah, way it, it enunciates. Does. Tim Dillon makes me laugh so Tim hard. Tim is great. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like that is a style. Uh, that is a thing. But or like anything like uh, Miss Pat or oh, do you know yeah. what I'm talking have about? Ever, like yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so Neil. It doesn't like have to of... be like you. You know, it doesn't have to be twee alty. No, but there is still a line. Jessica between... Kirsten, yeah. I love, but she's not mean at all. But you don't want it to be like but... where it's like the most aggro, broy, bully comedy. Um, there's a thing that I think is rad right now that's happening with this generation of comics. It's like self-aggrandizing. With, yeah. I don't like that. I don't like when comics think they're right. And I don't, I, I've always been trying to put that into, put that into, figure yeah. out the way to say it, but like. Except for Steven. Well, Steven Wright, fantastic. Or just guy. say you're wrong and say or I'm say, okay with being wrong. That's right? a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Kinane used to have a bit about this where he would say, he's like, uh, like I'm an idiot. Don't listen to yeah. me. Like yeah. somebody would be sitting or at the Bill bar. Burr, people are like, yeah. you know, really treat him like, like you know look up to him so much put him on a pedif- pedestal but he's like guys you have to remember i don't read books totally <laughs> yeah and and so like that's the kind of thing that like he doesn't he, he doesn't like buy his own shit he doesn't you know you know but his fans do but yeah. His fans yeah. Do. yeah he's one of those bad examples yeah yeah exactly and that's what stinks is uh because like he's like the bernie of stand-up comedy <laughs> like conan conan loves bill burr yeah. and i think i don't know conan o'brien but i love his uh, mentality. I like listening to him interview and hear him on interviews. And he loves Bill Burr, which makes me think Bill Burr must not be the way that he gets perceived on stage at him. But then you see sometimes his audience members, and you're like, oh fuck, well if you're, you know, it's like that back in the day when he also was doing really miss the point of a lot of his bits. Yeah, too. Well, totally, but like because he's also making himself out to be an ass. Yeah, but like if you they they look up to it. It's like when everybody when I, I like the ironic racism was like a huge thing in stand up, and everybody was on stage doing Sarah those jokes. Silverman. Sure, or like Jesselnick at the era when he first yeah. started. Like when. But if the but audience, that, uh, that was that's such stuff an I era like, too. you know, yeah. too. like it makes I listen back Tosh. to that stuff where that's, she was telling jokes about yeah. it or like I don't know. But it's like I listen the, back to that and it really it does make me laugh out loud. It is very funny, but when the audience, if you if you cultivated an audience that was laughing, like laughing for the Sullivan wrong reasons, Smith's audience was yeah. a bunch of racist assholes, and she and it just we just let it happen, then that would be fucking weird. You yeah, know? it does require a. S- 
Like we all got to be, be able to have enough of emotional intelligence yeah. to tap into when someone's being ironic. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and that, I mean, that's why like I was driving the car when, uh, so I'm not breaking any news, but Kobe Bryant passed away recently yeah. and I was Gideon and I we were on the <laughs> road. My friend Gideon, uh, <laughs> good players or whatever the fuck it's, it's like, the line is. Yeah. But we were coming back from Pittsburgh. So it was like a six hour drive. And in the middle of the drive is when it, the news broke that he had died. And so then it was just me in the passenger seat buzzing through Twitter. And you're seeing people hot, like hot fucking dumb takes making dirt, horrific jokes. And then you see that more people were killed and it was very sad. And then those tweets get deleted. And then other people double down on them and stuff like that yeah. and start making worse tweets. And the whole time Gideon and I are in the car and we're like two comics sitting next to each other. I can make this joke right now to you. Because that's how we deal and grieve and stuff. But it's so weird when it becomes such a big performative, like, look at this, how yeah. sarcastic I can be. Not only that, I just get tired of that shit, yeah. too, where it's like, on top, I mean, how about the fact that, I mean, aside from the people that, like, died in the crash, but yeah. there's, you know there's a lot of people that are your friends that are not yeah. taking it well. I feel so like why people, do you have to take that edge? In? Yeah. Know. People are... Um, getting really upset because it's posted on social media but and i think people are like well you can't say anything anymore but i'm like well if you just said it at the live show like you used to be able yeah. to yeah. where it's like yeah people wouldn't be upset if you just said it live yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you it, know so it, why don't you just save it for your show that totally. night and if it doesn't work it just dies in the yes ether. it goes away it just and it just you, goes up it unless is unless you're michael richards i yeah right i do think what? it's okay to people say are it. like signing up to be uh potentially offended when they go to a comedy show yes. where yeah. it's like no one's like signing up to yeah. see like a dumb tweet that's yeah i just got them looking at yeah. a cute cat yeah. running yeah. around getting startled about it's something. like i don't want to read then, that yeah. <laughs> and then the same in the same vein there's, though when i'm getting stressed at these people yeah, i searched patrick hasty amy winehouse and i just saw all the mean things i tweeted when she passed away in 2012 when my brain was a different brain and yeah. twitter was a different thing and he oh, said a yeah. bunch of dumb shit about a dead well, woman. Early who, Twitter yeah. was. But, you know. Like, we were just talking about the ironic racist yeah. era of your Toshes and Silvermans. Yeah. That's when Twitter started. Yeah. And baby Twitter was all about just like. It was a nightmare. That's what happened to James Gunn. Is yeah. He had all these shitty, like, hack jokes. edge jokes, jokes from way back that when. That everybody at the time was all. Everybody was and that's just what Twitter was. Yeah. And, and it's come full it's cycle. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Delete your history, everybody. Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah. Twitter is one of those things where it's like. You want to get good at it, I heard. You want to get back into it. Oh, well, I only really started doing Twitter regularly since this past spring. Cool. And uh, it just like, I feel like it brings out the worst side of myself yeah. and the worst side of my comedy where it is more of, I definitely am like more positive or mm-hmm. my jokes are maybe dark but i'm saying it in a positive yeah. tone yeah. so but then you're not getting tonality mm-hmm. so i'm just mm-hmm. saying really dark things that, yeah. that people are like ah, i don't <laughs> my, i love twitter there's i hate twitter don't i as a whole there's i, no I think balance. it's a nightmare it just but feels imbalanced for my what i like to do i like twitter because i i've always i felt this way a lot and i probably talked about it on the show before but like my twitter i write these tweets that I don't use on stage. Now I'm to the point where sometimes when I'm doing a long set, I yeah. can riff into shit. But like for so many years, my t- it was almost like I was writing two acts. Mm-hmm. I was writing my stand-up comedy for the stage. That was one thing. And then I was writing these quick tweets that were... But like my Twitter had a voice and like my stand-up had a voice. Yeah, I'm noticing and, there's a divergence. Yeah, and sometimes it's different. Sometimes it's... But, and now it's all kind of figuring it out because I'm just trying to be easier. But like I remember one time I tweeted this thing 
and it was like just a dumbass joke. And I got a message from a comic that was like, hey, I just, you know, I do that joke. And I was like, yeah, but uh, I'm so sorry. It's just a stupid ass Twitter joke. Nothing. It doesn't matter. And then for that person, though, that's their real life act. And so then I felt kind of bad on that and stuff. So like, I love Twitter, but it's like, it's always been such a weird, messy thing. It's always funny when you see somebody tell one of your jokes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Something you thought of. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's (laughs) so many jokes where it's like, oh, you liked that a month ago Mm -hmm. and you have more followers than me and you made the joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. But it's unconscious. I don't like. It's yeah. like uh, hey, this fella over here, Reem. So he, I had a bit for years because we started together in Des Moines. If you haven't yeah. figured it out, and we, we, I had a bit for years where whenever I thought a joke was too stupid to tweet myself, I would make it look like he tweeted it, and then I'd comment on I it. I love like, stupid jokes. Yeah, I'd be like, "Oh, this is so stupid," and then it'd be like retweet, and it'd be him, and it'd be a joke like, uh, "There's no more comfort than a comfort" or something like that, right? <laughs> and so one time I did one. It was the. Uh, uh, I liked friends because of all the interracial dating, dating. Yeah. Which is a stupid ass joke. But I tweeted that like in 2012. And then he on his own tweeted it like in 2017. Yeah. And it just to me was just like we did it. This is what we've been working towards <laughs> yeah. the whole time. Five Who years, got more baby. likes? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like it was so fucking. I love what that it all comes down yeah. to. I just, uh, I just love that we have a way to. Uh, uh, demonetize yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Them likes, baby. I like all the rules that comes out about social media. Now, you've been on it since you were a kid. So, like, all the things about, like, don't post your tweets to Instagram or don't uh, retweet yourself and stuff like that. Yeah. I like how where, where people do you make... Stand, I love where when do you people are shameless, you know? Yeah, yeah. I say, you know, more power to you. I'm trying to be more shameless. Yeah. <laughs> I just read a yeah. quote today. That's, you, that's, that's a good way to be, too. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why I let it bother me when I see a well, tweet Well, follow on your jealousy. If you feel really strongly, it kind of means that that's what you wish you were doing. Did you write that? Ah. Follow your jealousy? I read a lot of Betterment books. Sure, sure. That's (laughs) a good line. I just heard a quote today from... I'm into Betterment. I can't find it. It really helps with intrinsic motivation. Like, I feel like, you know, I really flounder without structure, but all of adult life is like no structure. So it's like... I need this thing to push me. So I read like a lot of psychoanalysis or like self-help books. Sure. Just I'm because more, I f- yeah. I'm always trying to work on mindfulness. On yeah. Everything. And uh, yeah. I, I wish I had the wherewithal. I, I'm into that. I like, I yeah, like quotes. The artist way is really big on that. Where it's like, that shit out. That's why I listen, uh, speaking about podcasts again, I've listened to a lot of uh, like Western philosophy, uh, I mean, Eastern, sorry, I'm an idiot. Oh, buddy, but, uh, we got to delete it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, a lot of Buddhist stuff and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Taoist stuff. And- I like that in theory, and I, it's one of those things, like, I like it when somebody re- tells me if I listen to a podcast about it, but I can't read, when I read it, I don't retain it the way I'm supposed to, and so then I feel a lot like of I'm wasting time. Like, I, I read yeah. The War of Art, The Artist's mm-hmm. Way, I read, like, all these, and they essentially say the same thing again yeah. and again. Yeah, but it's I like- keep putting that one off. Which the one? War of Art. Yeah. The War of Art. Keep well, it's it. much shorter than the Artist's Way, and there's no homework. Yeah. So the Artist's Way that I that's I love the ideas of it. I just never got into it. It really helps to do it with a book club. I did a yeah. book club, and that's great. I that's, highly recommend. I love it. any yeah. of that. Oh. I want clubs for books and albums and everything. Mm-hmm. Like yes. it's just uh, everything's so niche yeah. now. That uh, you go into these little, you know, you go into your well, Letterman hole and then mm-hmm. you have nobody to talk to Letterman about. Yeah. yeah. You, you know what you I know? love about right now is I've seen a lot of people doing this. Uh, Julia Solomon's doing one. Is people are doing these like email, like almost like email newsletters that mm. people are sending out and people can subscribe to them. And it's like, you don't have to be famous or whatever. Maybe you get 40 people subscribing. It's it. It's basically a podcast. Just type it out. 
And I like that because like sometimes like there are people that I would like our friend Andrew Klein from I do you know Andrew Klein you might have met him at he's a very funny guy Stu sometimes they call him you might have met him oh, at Floodwater uh, yeah but he's like one of the funniest minds I've ever heard of and he just lives oh, yeah. in the Quad Cities but his tweets are golden he has a second Twitter now that's just his dreams where he just tweets about a dream he has but like if he once a week would write a fucking like you know two pages of a blog. I would read it constantly and I'd read it to my friends and I'd share it and all that stuff. It's like there's certain people that I just subscribe to in a way like that. Uh, and I think that's cool that now we can kind of all do that. Like, you know, before yeah. we didn't have stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, goddamn. Well, there's no more gatekeepers, man. You can just put your shit out there, dude. Yeah. It's great. Well, yeah. Like, I just got back to a thought that I like we slipped past. That's but that's why, you know, I was bringing up this year. I feel a lot of pressure to I've been working at the same job for three years. It's a mm-hmm. great day job, but I'm not like growing anymore. Yeah. yeah. So I just am like, oh, do I apply to these jobs at like a Gimlet Media where sure. I'm doing journalistic stuff, but then maybe it's stressful. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll take away from stand up or do I just try to put more time into like making my own thing? And it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely doing the the okay so you got the former and the latter the latter yeah (laughs) yeah yeah you know i'm trying to make a lot of stuff but it's like you know you just constantly have to try projects and see what sticks yeah yeah it's exhausting it is (laughs) and it sucks taking chances i just took a big chance uh i took a job that i it's 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 a place i've already been working but i just took a a big job Mm -hmm. and so uh, before if i needed to go on the road for a month I could, and they were like, oh, well, you don't have you back. That's fine. I'll go find another job. Mm-hmm. But now if I need to go on the road for a month, I yeah. have to get a lot of approval mm-hmm. and then I have to come back. And if something falls apart while I'm gone, it just, it just ups everything, which when I took it, I was like, I don't know. This is a really thing. Now I'm kind of in a spot where I'm like, I think this is going to push me. Like I've literally, I've written way more since I've gotten this thing. It's, it, it, I guess like the, the, I didn't know what I was looking for was the uh, comfort of it all. Mm-hmm. But now I think it kind of was. And so now I'm actually feeling pretty stoked about it. Right. Uh, like there is that dumb idea you get in your head as an artist is not good to be comfortable. Yeah. You yeah. Know? The busy you are, the better. That's what I'm trying to do. Is yeah. like I'm constantly trying to push myself to be uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, I feel myself getting comfortable and I'm like uh, getting bored. Yeah. You well, know? That's, what am I might. That's I, my whole last 2019. I know terrible. I did. Uh. Way more comedy before I had a couch in New York. Yeah. Than after I had a couch in New York. Sure, sure. You didn't move to New York to sit on a couch. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's the whole idea with extracurriculars. Like, oh, if you do an after school sport, you'll actually do a lot better in school than if you didn't. Yeah, sure. After school sport. I like that. God dang it. The less time you have, the more you do. You know, you're more precious with Mm -hmm. your time. Well, that's like when I, once I stopped, uh, when I used to walk dogs. And I would do random temp jobs where I didn't have any, there was not a real stability. Uh, it was a lot easier for me to skip open mics and to, you know, just kind of go home and hang out. And now once I got a it's Monday through Friday, yeah. when you get up, when you're off every single day, it's just like when school, when you're off every day at six o'clock, like oh, I might as well go out and do stand up all night, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm just sitting at home, I'm not like I can I count on my one hand the amount of times I was at home for a full day off and then I'm like I'm gonna go do, do stand up on my own tonight you know like oh, yeah, unless totally. you're booked somewhere uh, and so it's just kind of like learning all that stuff I guess we I talked about it earlier about how like the stand up part is I think stand up's easy now the actual jokes that comes easier now but the the world of it is different. The marketing, the yeah, the figuring out how to live with it. Uh, it's right? all marketing. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. 
It's so, weird. But I studied Instagram. marketing in college, so I think I'll be fine. I mean, I'm famous. I'm pretty famous already, you know? Uh, right? I'm doing yeah. pretty good. Well, yeah. Once you figure out, everybody's, for the most part, there's a shitload of good people mm-hmm. and funny people. And then these that's one of the great dividers right yeah. there is selling your shit after yeah. you're funny and good. We all know, yeah, that's one thing that's funny about comedy is you all know people, We all, all three of us know oh, yeah. people who are very successful and suck shit. And we all know people who are not successful at all, but are fucking geniuses. Yeah, and Usually so it's because like as long as we live in that, and can't get their oh, shit together. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, that's you what. You, see, that's what I root for is mental illness, and somebody, <laughs> so that I can, you know, justify. It. Uh, but no, sometimes, I, sometimes that. But sometimes it's just they haven't had the right opportunity, or they haven't been seen by the right thing. You know, or they don't feel like no, moving. No, it's their fault. Sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you read the book, so I'll tell. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you know? I'll no, trust you. me. There are definitely yeah. people that I'm thinking of right now where yeah. it's like they just are unwilling to do any work yeah. that is not stand up. Sure. There are so many people right. that well, are the, just yeah. like. Yeah, you have to do social media mm-hmm. or you have to ask to do yes. shows. There yeah. are like people that are They're just like, like, well, if they don't you, ask, I'm not going to do it. You, brother, you don't even know. Like when in the early, when we, when I started, in, not that I've been doing it for a million years, but like when I started, I was on Twitter from the beginning and people in Des Moines would be like, you're fucking tweeting. What a hack bullshit, you know? And then like, but to me, I was like, that just goes hand in hand. And now once I, and then like five years later, I'm like, God, everybody's right trying to write a TV show pilot. And, and and now spec scripts. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, I guess that I I get it. Yeah. I've been watching Cheers like a madman the mm-hmm. last couple weeks. You could write a great spec script. Buddy. Oh yeah, I could write for Norm. Yeah, right? That guy knows how to write. Uh but it is funny, like that kind of a thing. Like uh that was the thing that uh so years ago uh Jermaine Valor came to Iowa. And he gave all a bunch of us like the advice he gave was he's like write a bunch of stuff too like write scripts write uh, packets for stuff even if you're not even going to submit it just to learn those skills because at some point somebody might see People you do a set ask. and ask for it yeah and so like that was kind of a thing it, you know you always I had want my the first good stuff. meeting yeah. this fall and I was oh, like fantastic. fuck I don't have yeah. shit to give you you know I you just... do <laughs> you lie you say yeah yeah I got a couple stuff and then you just uh, what do you do put an Adderall in your body and then you fucking write a movie <laughs> I know you yeah know? well I'm in the midst of writing my first like screenplay now love it a film and yeah yeah well just because it's like yeah I should be writing a pilot and you have but... so much knowledge of like I feel like if you came through set design and stuff like that given that's different but i feel like you have such a better headspace than like me coming yeah. from growing up on a farm and then working at a, at a blockbuster video when i started writing movies it was the only a thing i thing. know about set design is you put your funniest joke up top that's right and your second funniest at do you the remember end. when we did shows in vermont last year and you were like if i just open with that really good one everybody likes it <laughs> i was like yeah you fucking moron remember that yeah it was great i loved it i loved well, watching glad you figured out stand up that's right <laughs> I I love it. I love that you're writing a film. You know mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you the premise right now. If you oh uh, well, t- a trademark. <laughs> okay, trademark. I came up with it first. God, U.S. <laughs> Open. Okay, can I so, tell you before you tell me? Yeah, I want to tell you this. This is my favorite moment. One time, my my buddy was like, "I get wait, let's write movies together," and I was like, "Yes, let's do it." And I like this guy. He's smart. Uh, he was. I we have a seat. I you bought the Thomas movie. Lennon book. This was prior to that, but we were living in Omaha, Nebraska. And he goes, okay, so the movie, I I love this. And I was like, yeah, buddy, I'm ready, I'm ready. And he's like, okay, so it's about a dad uh, who uh, he can't connect with his son, so he decides to get really good at skateboarding, and then he ends up winning gold at the X Games. And the whole thing starts in Times Square, and it's just him and his son skating around Times Square. No one else is there. And I'm like, buddy, we live in Omaha. Uh, <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? This is the movie you want to write? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I never wrote with him again. But <laughs> he, we had to win the X Games in this movie. He wanted to write the first film we're ever trying to do with yeah. no connections. 
That's one of the things I. Honestly, I hope that's your movie. Your loss. What's your movie? <laughs> yeah, my movie you don't is. Um, no, I want. I talk. love it. Okay, so it's gonna be a rom com, but mm-hmm. it's gonna be a dark comedy. Okay? okay, it's gonna. There's gonna be a meet cute. Okay, but under fucked up circumstances. So the female protagonist. What's she, your name, Blair? <laughs> yes <laughs> no her name is leslie um oh, okay. so leslie and um she is trying to kill herself the movie opens sure. with her being like oh fuck how am i gonna kill myself mm-hmm. okay i have a gag reflux i can't do the pills oh i just mm-hmm. I, I can't pull it you know just like a, a fuck up and mm-hmm. trying to like kill herself yeah so then she jumps off a roof car, lands so on a trampoline <laughs> yeah so she is like gonna drive into a tree and then she collides into another car and oh who is that the meat cute the other person but in the car is his pregnant wife Whoa. and so he cheats on his pregnant wife Dang. so okay this actually happened to me i got into a car crash um and then you with, fucked the husband. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he, <laughs> he kept messaging me uh-huh. after we exchanged insurance. And he was like, so when are you going to come to Boston? Uh-huh. Smiley face. And like his whole family is in the backseat. You yeah. know? And I'm like, what the Whoa. fuck? So I thought that was really interesting yeah. to like write a premise around where it's like, well, what? would happen if I did engage. Like, people, yeah. there are people yeah. in the world yeah, that yeah. do do yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, what kind of crazy... I feel like is- there's not enough movies about fuck-ups, you know, yeah. where it's just like the people who are just like... Well, I just also really want to kind of assess the theme or like delve more into the theme of like, there's no such thing as like bad people. There are just sad people that do bad things to like yeah. remind themselves to cope. Yeah. You and know, to feel. Yeah. or like to feel anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, Oh, she's like doing this to f- because it's the first time she's like felt something, yeah. you know? And uh, yeah, I just like want to really explore that. Yeah. I wrote a film. This reminds me of a thing. Uh, I wrote a movie once. Uh, nobody's bought it at this point. It's just sitting on my fucking computer. Uh, but it's a, uh, it's about a, it's give you a dollar. It's different oh i'd love that that's fantastic right. i just made money I got a movie. uh but uh just it's about a, a script it's about a guy who's kind of a shit brick mm-hmm. like a real asshole idiot works at a cell phone store sucks shit in his mid-20s drunk drug addict whatever and he cr- he's drunk driving crashes into a van and kills t- like three children are all these stories about car crashes? That's, well that's what it reminded me of it you know what i mean uh and then the movie is he's got three he's got three weeks or whatever i think it is between from his first his court appearance till the trial starts. Uh, and so they make him go stay with his mom who like he hasn't had any relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And then the whole movie basically takes place during that three weeks. And it's all about that kind of theme about it. Like how in his hometown, no one really knows. Nobody knows this thing happened. Uh, him and his mom have a terrible relationship. And then he's in rehab because his fucking body's all fucked up. And it's kind of dealing with that kind of stuff about how like, yes, he's terrible. Yes. Everything had, how is he going to learn how to deal with this? And I, and I think those are interesting things to go through because yeah. it teaches, it kind of shows that thing about how everybody can have a thing. And sometimes, and he definitely doesn't make the right also mistakes. I love so. like an anti-hero, you yeah. know, where it's like, I just don't like how there's a trend right now, at least like in, uh, I just feel like there a lot of characters have to be likable mm-hmm. and it's just like, what's interesting about a likable character? Yeah. 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 I like that. You I like mean, the what? Joker? Was that your film of the year? Well, that was too depressing. I didn't like it at all. I just found you it liked really it though, right? sad. No, you didn't like it. I thought you did like it. Mm, no, I, I thought it was too silly for how yeah. serious it was taken. I think itself. it's really funny that it... This is just a side, like... Ugh. 
pretty much everything the surrounding tone was the, just so that, low. I watched the, it. <laughs> the fucking clown. Everything surrounding the clown profession. Yeah, seems stupid and silly to me. Mm-hmm. And then they start doing all this serious shit. Also, why is the movie set in the seventies when all yeah. of the social issues that they're tackling have to do with now? Yeah, uh, none of the stuff that they're. I just found it like, so depressing. Yeah, yeah. It's weird to me also that. However, it got all the nominations. It did well. Because it looked good. Yeah. It, it sounded good. I feel good. like it was like uh, all the white guys, fuck you, yeah. to like everyone yeah, yeah. pointing out like Oscar's so white. It's yeah. just like, well, I'll show you how oh, white we can yeah, be. Yeah. You <laughs> think we're white? Wait for this. Oscar is so green. Thank you. Uh, also, I don't know. Yeah. I also... I also uh, I don't get award shows, man. Yeah, it's all PR, right? Like, isn't it? Yeah. A, it's a lot. Like, it's especially politicking. The te- yeah. the, in the two thousands, well, it literally well, was Harvey Weinstein fucking put stepping on everybody, and that's why all. Heard he has the- no testicles. Whoa! I was on Twitter. Today. You're not gonna believe what I heard about him. Oh, uh, <laughs> but like all this stuff that he, all those Miramax movies crushed for so many years because he was like fucking manipulating people and, yeah, and doing all the shitty shit, people. right? Yeah. Not only that, I, I mean, I, th- I guess people like seeing stars dress up and yeah. all, all that and see them being people. It's great for I fashion. Guess. Yeah. And, yeah. And you get to uh, pick a movie and, and then like yeah. cheer it on. But like award shows in general. I think, I've just well, never... I think it's a dying breed because people oh, are yeah. cable cutting and mm-hmm. like who's watching award shows when they don't have cable. Totally. Totally. I w- yeah. Uh, I also think it's very funny that that movie, I really like Knives Out a lot. And yeah, I didn't realize I, that was fun. I didn't realize that it wasn't nominated for best picture. Mm. Like I get the idea that like maybe it won't win or whatever. Parasite was hands down the best oh, movie it's of fantastic, the year. fantastic. But it's so weird to me the idea that they have these movies that are best picture and that yeah. of that year that Knives Out people are like, "Oh no, no. Joker was a better film experience than Knives Out." I'm like, "I don't no. know if anybody But were, Parasite was good. I like that one. Yeah, lot. I feel like and the I don't movies know what else I saw is. this year that were like high caliber were um so Parasite, you loved Ad Little, Astra. <laughs> I hadn't seen it. Um, Little Moon, I thought it was great. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I like her a lot. Knives Little Out Bo- was super fun. Knives Out. What What were the other movies that were nominated? <sighs> the, the fucking Irishman. Or, oh wait, Oof. what was the one with? Oh. Uh, Uncut Gems. I thought yeah. that was great. Did you? Yeah. I well, it was one of those movies yep. where it's like I was sitting there and I was like, yeah, yeah, I was like, my head was. <laughs> I That's all I know about that movie. <laughs> I thought it was a great. I thought it was a great really experience. Like, so it's like watching Michael emoting Scott, very hard next to but the strangers that I was sitting. There. I don't know if it was a great movie, but I thought it was a really fun experience, interesting experience to have watching it. Really, I th- I but, feel like it might be the other way yeah. around, where it's like I know a lot of people hated watching yeah. it, but I thought it was incredibly well made. Yeah, I it was one. I tweeted about it that it was. I, I like dumb movies. Yeah, it only took me a couple minutes into that movie to realize that the Safety brothers grew up super rich. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you can really see some tones in this. That's like you didn't struggle a lot in your youth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it a lot. But and I by saying I well, like the experience, I just really felt. Yeah. I feel like a lot of time, and you know, I was present as mm-hmm. I was watching it, and yeah. I feel like that's a mark of a good movie. Sure. If I'm like you're really making me feel, yes, and I'm present. I'm yeah. not bored there I, are so many movies that are like oscar contenders i really want to yeah. yeah. not invested two, I don't screen, give a two shit. screeners i really want to rewatch uncut gems now that i've seen it and i've taken in the story once and find out i guess it's on i think it's on netflix right now i think it came out like today or something on netflix so i want to watch it again because i did also i grew up here yeah. it's like i know so these people yeah. exist totally, i'm jewish totally. you know yeah although i will say they only showed the ugly jews the mafia jews <laughs> you know yeah. dina menzel is more Ooh, a reflection <laughs> that whole thing when she puts on her fucking yeah, prom dress real. is so great i love that 
Um, and I like all the, I mean, I, I did like it. I just don't think when I left, I was like, eh, it wasn't my favorite movie of the year. Um, but I do love seeing Sandler do fun stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. as to he's a great actor. Stuff. I'm glad yeah. he's ever since Click. Right? We just talked about Click last week. I still haven't I'm seen it. I'm just glad we got the Sandman back. Thank you. you know? Thank you. I think our yeah. eighth episode is Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. and during that one, it was like, yeah, we've had a Sandman Renaissance. In one the of the best specials years. I've seen in a while was his oh, last sure. special. It's oh yeah, wonderful. Well, Who didn't cry during the Chris Farley? <laughs> God, thing. yeah. Yeah, so good. It's really, really great. Well, I also I've gone through a journey with him. You know, yeah. I've really gone up and down with yeah. the Sandman. We all know? have. <laughs> yeah. We all have. One hundred percent. He won me back with the special. Yeah, you should. You know, the, him in shorts and like uh, Selena Gomez is standing Whoa. next to him wearing like a ga- gown. We're all like, fuck this guy. Yeah. All the women that he casts are supposed to be like models and they're all schlubs. Right. But But then like he dealt with it. And also in his defense, man, he like was one of the few like studio comedy actors Mm -hmm. and people are just rolling up with a boatload of money every fucking month. All those movies were so sad. It's just like, you know, like I feel like I look back on my childhood and like all the things that I watched and mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, I thought I was the male character and I internalize that I'm yeah. not allowed to be the protagonist or, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I think especially in high school, like I think it affected my like, yeah, the way I looked at myself or like it took me a while to get to stand up and think I was mm-hmm. like could do it just yeah. because I had internalized that. Oh, that's like men. I always thought the... I always thought my brother was going to do stand up. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, well, I can't do that. You know, I'm totally. not a guy. So yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> but it like takes a while to get over that. That is something I was going to say earlier. Well, culture we're... is like the number one decider for a lot of like our bad. Yeah. See like, it to be it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just accept it. You know, that's yeah. what that's what I was thinking. One thing I think is rad about this time period. If for co- people starting stand up now is there are so many like very popular female comedians that are out there. Like, I feel like. Well, I thought I was like, well, I'm not like Sarah Silverman or like, I'm not like, uh, like I just always thought like, oh, you have to be a very like bold and Mm -hmm. like confrontational and, uh, but I mean, she's completely changed, but, um, I'm just like, well, I'm not like that at all. I'm like quiet. I just feel like you could now like look at people like Aparna and Joe Firestone and like Jackie Novak and all these people, like all these different types, styles of comedy, but then they're all like kind of doing it on their own terms and shit. Yeah. And I think that's Once I saw like rad. Chelsea Peretti, I'm yeah, like, Yeah, Chelsea oh, is a great yeah. example. Like she kind of spurred all that and stuff. Uh like Morgan Murphy and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's so cool yeah, those, because those uh yeah, we didn't know those mid aughts alternative comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. You know, what coming a, in with the uh yeah yeah yeah. That's and, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Right? Uh goddamn. Okay, well hey Blair, this has been fantastic. Uh I don't know. This episode was <laughs> Wild Smoke. and great, yeah. <laughs> very good episode. We didn't uh, even ask you what movie you watched. Yeah, okay. we didn't get to nothing. That's we great. never, we fucking skipped on your brother. Fuck him. I love Sandlot. <laughs> oh, that's a great one. That's a great yeah, one. Sandlot, that? heavyweights. Yes. Oh yeah, Harriet the Spy. That's a good one too. Uh, Harriet the Spy. That yeah. Act, what's her R- name? Michelle O'Donnell. She came it's to my work. Rosie O'Donnell. And I was like blown away. I had no idea how to react. I had to like stay in the bag because I was like, I can't. Gorgeous. Oh yeah, and like. Well, she was in Gossip Girl sure. later on. But, yeah. like, you know she's an attract. She's gorgeous. Yeah. But, like, mm-hmm. she's one of those people. This, ha- this happens in New York sometimes. You'll see somebody in real life and you're like, oh, I shouldn't be able to be alive and to be in the same area. Yeah. And so she was, so I didn't meet her or anything, but it was re- very cool. Yeah. Uh, That's why I'm glad I ran into Jason Seagal in Philly. You did, yes, <laughs> at a, at a yeah, restaurant, yeah. you know? Who's That's the most cool. famous person you've ever met? 
Ooh, um, we didn't prepare you for this. I met uh, Keenan Thompson. Oh, that's Ooh. sick. Uh, yeah, when I was working on Friends of the People, that's like yeah, that's like, like royalty right there. And then I I was totally. Did it you was meet the a first Muppet? time. Did I meet a Muppet? Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I met Robert De Niro. That guy's a fucking got some shit going on with his. Face. Oh, Keegan Michael Key. Oh, that's I cool. I worked on Don't Think Twice. Oh, the, cool. Um, the Berbiglia movie. The yeah, Dylan the song. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah she was in the studio. <laughs> 1978. <laughs> like, Bob, you're coming in a little flat there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's cool. Matilda, I love Matilda. Matilda's that's great. great. Fantastic, great fantastic. Wait, that's, um, uh, who's the Matilda girl? The girl, uh, Mara, Mara Wilson. Yeah, yeah, there it is. She's big on Twitter. She now. is. She's great on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and Danny DeVito directed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. He, he was acted great in it with, in it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, his wife. Rhea. Yeah, Rhea she's Perlman. so funny. There's, it's oh, great. Yeah, well, I've been watching. He's going to go through Cheers. He's got a, yeah, Carla. And her sister is mm-hmm. really funny you're too. Right. Uh, okay, yeah, it's fantastic. Okay, well, last thing, and then we're gonna get you out. Of yes, here. fantastic guest. You're everybody loves you. The NFers, they're on board. Uh, what's a snack when you format? Since this you're is our from format here, question. Yeah. So, like, if you go back, where's White Plains? Is that where you're from? Westchester. No, Westchester. Well, White Plains is yeah. in Westchester. I you know what I'm saying? Wrong. I know. I know geography. Yeah. Uh, I'm good at maps. You know, just like the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I like my uh, toast. What is uh, White Plain? What's a food that when you go home is there some of your parents make or is there something that like. You what's something that you would love that reminds you of your childhood or something like that? A food mm. or a snack? Well, my mom would always make big bulk pastas, and then I would go home after school, and then <laughs> I would like heat up a big bowl of pasta, Yum. and then have like a pre-dinner, sure, yeah. watch a movie, and then you know I really was like a, such a procrastinator, so I would just like. It was very much like the scene in Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, yeah. Where Bill, Bill does that? Yeah, yeah. Watches he was late watch, night. Yeah. yeah. Well, he best. watches. Um, what is it called? Gary Merv- Oldman. Uh, is it the Merv Griffin show? No, it's like da, 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 and it's not diamonds. Whatever, it doesn't Dynasty? matter. Dynasty. Dynasty. Yeah, yeah oh, he okay. watches Dynasty and like makes himself a grilled cheese and like eats his intimate cake. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that was like yeah. me for I sure. I was I, that was me, but I was ramen ramen noodle. I'd lay on the side. Of, I'd lay on the I sideways. I did that in fifth grade, and then it made me fat. Oh, sure. <laughs> and then I oh, had to. Yeah. My, yeah, my mom was like, "What is happening?" Hold <laughs> so, on, wait a minute. Ramen noodles makes you fat. <laughs> I gotta fucking change some stuff in my life. Carbs, uh, man. Yeah, baby. Uh, I love that movie. Carbs, carbs too. <laughs> Larry the Gable guy. <laughs> what about planes? Uh, no, White more. planes. Mm, sure. Okay, we gotta get in. Uh, yeah, fantastic. I love it. The yes. pastas. That sounds great. Uh, now the listeners, they want to know where they can find you. So plug all your stuff. Plug on my stuff. I am your girl Blair on Twitter. That's you are okay. girl spelled regularly Blair B L A I R, and then Blair Simone on Instagram. What's that? Is that your middle name? Yes, my full name is Blair Simone Dawson. I think when I when we first when I first met you or when you first popped up into the world that I knew, I think I, for a little bit I thought there were two different comedians. Oh, <laughs> one named Blair Simone and then one named Blair Dawson, and then mm-hmm. eventually I was like, ah, oh, it's the same fucking person. It is fun how many comedians you don't even know uh mm-hmm. ha- are just going by aliases yeah the entire time well sometimes on fucking twitter people will like really pull like sometimes you can tell when somebody's going through some stuff when they it's like okay their display name stopped being their real name and now they're yeah. at stop being a real thing and then they change their photo to a cartoon character and you're mm-hmm. like oh no you're really going through some shit I, yeah i realized uh former guest hannah harkness slash roommate yeah of the podcast not a real name. Oh yeah, we talked mm. about it on the show. Yeah. That was the whole section of the show. Oh well, listen. I don't accept any friend attention. requests when it's not their photo. Yeah, that's yeah. A, it's a nightmare out there. Uh, your Twitter, you got a website? Yes, BlairDawson.com. Nice. It's the only Locked one. It down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Instagram couldn't take my real name. No, Twitter right? couldn't take my name. So that's my great. website is all I got. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and, and then of course, uh, spin the bottle. Keep, keep your eyes. Keep the- your eyes peeled. It's a nostalgic themed yeah we like that Stand-up show so yeah. it's gonna be a bunch of slumber party games you love know, it oh cool and a variety show sounds It'll be good, good as hell get people in their pajamas that's yeah. right uh reem where can the dipshits find you bud uh they can find me at reemcore r-e-a-m-k-o-r-e on all the social medias uh also uh check out house of bricks comedy of course great free comedy the second friday of every month at the pine box Mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is the next so, one. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, February after, after you get done at White Castle, come on down to the Pine Box. And uh-huh. That'd be a great day. That, yeah, sounds fantastic. Uh, listeners, you can find me at Patrick Casey. It's at P A T R I C A J S T A E, PatrickCasey.com for all upcoming shows and dates. Uh, going to be in Lynn, Massachusetts Ooh. with uh, Gideon and you at some point. Going to be uh-huh. in Bent. The same weekend, uh, Valentine's Day weekend. Is that true? Yes. Well, lovers, get out to fucking Massachusetts. I. And then also more stuff coming up. My nine-year anniversary. Your nine-year anniversary of doing stand-up comedy? Well, goddamn. Muzzle top. We're going to celebrate by letting you host a show for me and Gideon. That sounds (laughs) fantastic. Uh, Get on the Patreon. uh, Buy a t-shirt if you want. We just sold a t-shirt. Thanks so much to our buddy of the show, Mike. Uh, Buy a shirt. Uh, Get on the Patreon. Give us some money. If you already have all the shirts... Cut the sleeves off of them. Yeah. Order another round. Yeah, no, I don't do that because they will. These fuckers will do that, and then all of a sudden, you know, I mean, it helps our pocketbook, but it makes me feel bad. I, uh, I will like the first photo I see of a nostalgic front shirt with the sleeves cut off. That's true. Oh yeah, right. Coming off a hurricane run off the top rope. Yeah. Uh, and then also Patreon, uh, iTunes reviews. Tell your friends. Be, Be cool. cool. Never, never die. die. And as always, remember, if you're not an NFR, you're an MFR. So, so get the, the fuck out of here. We're going to live forever. Ah, I love it. Welcome to Brain Machine Network.com.